BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Morning Toast. Happy Tuesday. I'm excited to be in studio with the first timer on the show and your first podcast in two years. Is that correct? In two freaking years. I don't think you know, wait, I don't think you understand what a big deal this is. Like, same. Because for for eight years... I was doing podcasts 24 right. seven, not just my own, but other people's, you know how podcast swap, of course. Go. And then all of a sudden for two years, silence, nothing, nothing. So like, I do feel like I'm going to puke a little bit. No, I'm, I'm like fun. a tad nervous. Of course. I mean, any like interview after like a scandal is like always a big deal, but people are really excited. You're on the show and today's a special day because it is the pub day for your book. Yes. And by the way, I just have to say the title is so good. Off with my head, the definitive basic bitch handbook to surviving rock bottom. It's out today. Thank you. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Now I know you were always planning on writing a second book, right? Yes. After the success of next level basic. Yes. So actually, um, I was like 70% done mm. that second book yeah. and uh, shit went down right. in June of mm-hmm. 2020 and I was like, we're going to have to regroup right? Um, and begged my publishers pretty much and was like, please, you're the last, you're the last hope, the last hope I have, please don't get rid of me. And, right. and they said, they gave me the longest extension ever and Good. said, you know what, go rewrite it. And, and rework it and this is now what it is and it's so much better than what I had before yeah because what I had before was so chuggy when and you like, think about it right and basic but it, it, it was just a follow-up to next level right basic. right and like there wasn't like the heart right that this has and you actually have something to say now yes. something quite important yes so let's go through it okay and you also know, wait can i just yeah. say i became such a huge fan of yours and jackie's over co- just like love to see it. over quarantine i was like i i didn't listen to any podcasts for a really long time because mm-hmm. people were talking about you no just because my podcast got canceled, canceled. <laughs> so i was like i i just like can't it hurts too much i feel that and then after a while i was like okay i'm i'm ready to like get back in there mm-hmm. and yours was the first one i started that with so sweet and i am a huge fan yes. so i am i'm really excited to be we here. love to see toasters just popping up out of nowhere it's the best <laughs> um but let's talk through it okay so you Shot to stardom, Vanderpump Rules. I would say a lot of people would consider you their favorite cast member for a really long time. For a really long time, yeah. Yeah, and back, back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> so you're on the show for what, like seven seasons? Eight seasons. Eight seasons. I, I took like a, I, I took some time off in the middle. Right. Oh, right. Who could forget Patrick in New York? Yes, thank you for reminding me. Great time. Um, <laughs> and you were really like a fan favorite on the show. 
And you had all these things going on. You had the podcast, you had the podcast tour, you had a New York Times bestselling book. So it really seemed like everything was going well. Then you met Bo and everyone was like, I guess this is how it ends. Like it was all really, really going well. How boring. No, so Something boring. had to happen. A hundred percent. Something had to happen. And what I find interesting is like you really weren't um, a stranger to controversy. Even at, you know, the height of all of your success, mm-hmm. you had a lot of like backlash for things you had said. Everyone remembers Nazi chic. Personally, as a Jew, I wasn't offended by it, but I see that other people were, and I'm not going to diminish your trauma. But personally, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. But you had had these little things before. Yeah, well, no, I had been canceled quite a few times before. And I yeah. and I talk about this in the intro. I was just reading it. Of the book where, like, I had made a joke to my friend Katie. She'd asked me on her podcast, um, you know, if you do you think you would be canceled again? And like, if do you think now you know how to handle it? And I'm like, I absolutely will know how to handle it if this ever happens to me. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I got this. I've been through being canceled so many times. You know, no, nothing no. really could ever prepare a human being for what it's like to be universally hated. Like, no, no, no. And I imagine for me, like the weirdest thing about watching your whole scandal was like, you obviously were going through the scandal and then found out you were pregnant. Well, I'd already found out. I, w- I was already. We found out you were pregnant. Yes. I apologize. Yeah. And I am. And how far along were you when like the the major scandal, like the core of it, happened? I was nine weeks pregnant. Yeah. And they say the worst thing for a pregnancy is stress. Is stress. Yeah. The amount of people texting me being like, just try and stay calm. Right. Like really, just like stay zen. <laughs> Fucking stay zen. No, I'm I'm it's like the worst sobbing, advice. dry heaving mm-hmm. on the floor of mm-hmm. my house. Like, what, what do you mean stay zen? This baby will get the strength that I have from all of my tears right yeah. now and all of my emotional breakdown. So like, I get, you know what? Please stop telling me to say, stay zen. Like, yeah, but just, how did you navigate that? Because like, you have to be very conscious of your stress levels. When you're going through an, it's something kind stressful. Of, it's kind of impossible when you're right. going through something like this. It was a good week of hell and yeah. not being able to, to stay stress-free. But after that week, once everything was done, like mm-hmm. once I was fired from everything. Right, let's go. So Bravo fired you? They were the, I think, the, the, the last first? one of the oh. last ones to Your fire me. Your podcast well, was canceled. Well, it started with like my, um, my sponsors. Right, of course. Which I expect, I yeah, expect course, that. Course, I'm course, like, oh, I've been through that before. Yeah, yeah sponsors all my gone. Spon- yeah, I'm like, that's fine. We're gonna be fine. Right. Then um, my publicist mm. dropped me, which then had my, made my agency drop me. So I lost been all there. of my management yep, and all that. There. So then it was, um, then I think it was Bravo mm. who fired me. Then my podcast mm. fired me. And, the hits just keep on and going. And they uh, deleted all my episodes. Right. And then um, my tour venues just started. Right. been there. Started canceling. Um, and then I, one of the hardest things was that I had, I'd sold the rights to Next Level Basic. Oh my God, I was just reading about that in your book. Yeah, and um, to be made into an animated series. And it was like, to me, that was like the highlight of my career thus far. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be able to like quit reality TV. I'll Mm -hmm. be in like a writer's room, working on something, creating something, doing something different. At least like I'll I'll have like, this is is it. This is what I've been building towards. And um, that also fell through. So... The only thing I was left with, yeah, was this book. <laughs> and your Instagram. <laughs> and my, which no one liked at that point. Right, so no, of course. I really couldn't use it. <laughs> were you, um, how active on social media were you? Were you reading everything that was being written? Um, uh, 
there were days that I did, and then days where I was like, I will actually throw myself off the roof if of I continue. my home if I keep doing this. So yeah. I, I can't. So that's when I uh, like stopped looking at social media altogether except for Pinterest. Right. That's such a happy place. It is. But you know when you've infiltrated Pinterest with your scandal, like you're in big trouble. You know shit has gone down. Well, were, was there a, a financial element for you because you had just bought a house? Yes. Yeah, right? And then it was like, could your timing have been worse? Yes, of course. I just bought a house. I was about to have a, a, or a I baby. I found out I was pregnant. And like, you, I'm losing all of my Everything. income. What the fuck am I going to do? Mm-hmm. What the fuck am I going to do? So yeah, that was... Um, Tough. Yeah. So now, what, we're like two years out. When you look back on that incident, a lot of people were upset. You called the police on faith. Well, uh, yeah. there, there was a, a tip line that was called. Okay. So there was an article written, and um, they had a tip line number. For the woman in the picture, yeah. in the article, and you mm-hmm. thought it was Faith. Yes. And you really did, like in your soul, in think it was Faith. In my soul, thought it was Faith. And Kristen and I had, like, thought that we, like, did our due diligence. Crime and stoppers, just yeah. Just fucking stupid, right. stupid shit. We, right. We acted on gossip, and that was mm-hmm. the problem. I did not witness anything. Like, I did not witness Faith doing anything. Mm-hmm. And that is truly... I think been the biggest lesson is to you can't go accusing people of things that you've never witnessed before. Right. But and yeah. So Kristen had called a tip line and just left her own information, mm-hmm. not Faith's information. Yeah. Um, and they never called us back. And when you look back on the whole situation now, like at a glance, first of all, what is your is there a relationship with Faith? You've spoken to Faith? No. So back after like the week after I lost mm-hmm. like um all my Everything. jobs and stuff. I had a couple people reach out to her to ask for her number mm-hmm. and she didn't want to give it, which okay. I'm like, okay, I have to respect that this person doesn't want to, I get it. hundred percent. I wouldn't want to talk to me either. hundred percent. So that's been where it's at. And that hasn't changed. No. Interesting. And so now when you look at that whole situation, you're far from it now. It's two years out. You're a mom now. You're back podcasting on Patreon. You've evolved in a lot of ways. What is your main how do you look at that situation now? Like, what is your takeaway from it? I mean, there are a million takeaways. So it, if you could be a little more specific. On yeah, I think, like, my question is, is how do you see it now? Do you see it like it was something, like, it was really hard to go through, but you're glad you went through it because you're a better person now? Like, how do oh, you... Oh, 100 fucking percent. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I don't think... I, I feel like I was on this this path to just not having to think about real shit. Mm-hmm. And I could have easily continued on mm-hmm. that path, just doing reality TV, living my best life, podcast storing, mm-hmm. me, 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 me. Right. I feel like Beyonce. Right. And um, it really, I had to really sit for two years and stew. And stew, not just stew, but like take a cold, hard, deep look at myself and what do I value? Mm-hmm. Like, what do I want my life to be? What have I done wrong and why mm-hmm. are those things wrong? And how am I going to not do those things again? And how do I inform myself enough so that like it, that something like that doesn't Can't happen, happen again? again. Yeah. Um, because I have a daughter. Right, right. That well, that changes to, everything. That I have to, you know, she has to look up to me. And I love that you dedicated, obviously, your book to your daughter. It says, Hartford, you saved me. Can you talk a little bit about writing a book that is so deeply personal and kind of like and I, I've been there my book is right here and I've been through the same exact well similar situation and writing a book just trying to explain yourself when a lot of people have turned on you and you so desperately like want them to know like I'm actually not this person I'm actually like a great person and I've made mistakes and I met it was so emotional for me and I wasn't pregnant 
So I know you wrote the majority of the book in your daughter's nursery. Mm -hmm. um, what was that journey like? Okay, so I will say this. If I wasn't pregnant, I probably would have spiraled right. in this situation. I think that I would have dark passengered the shit out of my mm -hmm. life. And Hartford being pregnant is what really kept me, like having a having purpose. So like writing this book in her nursery yeah. <laughs> while I'm pregnant, imagining like what this kid is gonna be like, mm -hmm. what I want her to know, what I want her to like learn, like that was so soothing and calming. Mm -hmm. Like while I wrote this book because everyone's been at rock bottom yep. in so, to some degree, of course. to some degree, whether it's a breakup or like, you know, losing a jaw, anything, mm -hmm. okay, a death, whatever, yep. like everyone's been at rock bottom and I missed being able to communicate with my followers mm -hmm. and listeners and during that time, I wasn't able to do that because yeah. if I posted something on Instagram without acknowledging everything that happened, like that's that's bullshit. It's out of touch. It's it totally is, and so this was my way of connect. Finally, mm -hmm. being able to connect with them again, and Hartford was just like really what made that so special and yeah. got me through that without having to like down bottles of wine and take a Xanax. And by the way, I think a book is a perfect place to do that because like, you know, you could have come back in any sort of way, whether it's a podcast, a book. And I think a book is really um, the perfect place for that because you can be very intentional and really think about what you want to say. I'm the type of person who's always like, you know, speaking and then thinking. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes like sit down and really have your thoughts put into words, be really meaningful about what you're trying to say is really helpful. No, Claudia, that was legit my my train of thought because so many people, and this is another thing I learned during that time, don't listen to anyone's advice. There totally. were so many fucking people, my crisis PR uh -huh. person, just like everyone around me being like, you need to just like keep on going with your normal life, like keep out there, like start your podcast again, do this. like, and And in my soul, in my gut, like my intuition, everything was telling me like, no, mm -hmm. like there's no interview I can do there is no like redemption there's nothing like I have to really like sit and like have my thoughts like they they need to, you you can't just say something in, in 10 minutes to describe yeah this whole experience mm -hmm. like I need to write this out and I need to chill mm -hmm. and I need to be low-key and I don't want people to hear from me mm -hmm. for the most part until they can read it themselves in its entirety. And mm -hmm. that's why I say in this book, before the chapter, the canceling chapter, I say if, you know, the only thing I ask is if you read, is to read this whole chapter in its entirety before you make your judgment, judgment. because it, it reads in chronological order. Got it. So people could easily just pick up the book and be like, she's not taking accountability. Well, like I'm going in chronological order. Right. So like, just can you wait till the, the later right. end of that chapter? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think it's only fair for a judgment to be made when someone's read the whole book. Yeah. And now that your book is out, you did return to podcasting in a different way. Yeah. And I was actually really curious about what weird ass deal you had before that could get like, did you not own straight up with Stassi? Because I did. I do. I, I so do the network own it. Dropped. Oh, I remember how this I remember. Thank you for jogging my memory. Because I was so concerned so, because podcasting is so like you own your shit. Yes. OK, so this is how it happened. Um they were able to take it all down from Apple. Yeah. But then they gave me back my Archives. episodes. And I sat there with it being like, do I want to re-release them on the podcast app? Do I want to do that? Is that making a Progress. statement by me like 
putting them out there. I don't want people to misconstrue that as being like, I'm still here. Listen to me, right, bitches. Right. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to keep them, hold on to them, and that Is I that, have them. Yeah. And I think people who have subscribed, they can still actually listen Got to it. them. But um, so if, you, if you wanted to go back and do Straight Up with Stassi again, you could? Oh, I want to. You do? Yes. No, I absolutely want to. Your podcast, I miss it. Right. I miss it. Because your podcast now is private. It's on Patreon, so it's behind a paywall, which yeah. sure is like a level when you're re-entering the world. You from, inspired me to do that. I'm telling you. It's like, a great platform. You, you, The way that you've handled what you've gone through was, um, I, I'm sorry that you've gone through it, it but at least it, it at least it helped give some of the rest of us info. info. That's why I do what I do, honestly, <laughs> to inspire others. Um, but I think a lot of people, like the number one question I got for you was like, when is your return to podcasting and your return to reality TV? So you do plan to return to standard Pod- podcast format? 100%. At some point. Yes. I have been wait. This this is, like I said, I'm like, Important. I've, I've wanted to kind of just remain silent and and chill until this, this book comes out. Because it's important. Mm-hmm. And then what about reality TV? Ever? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know because like it's so funny because like I have literally family members calling me being like, so you're going back to Vanderpump Rules? Right. Like seeing all these articles. I'm like, not that I'm aware of. Right. That's not. I I loved reality TV while I was on it. And I always would have. I always said like I would have done this for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. I didn't know any different Mm -hmm. than that life. And then I and even in the book, I say that because I wrote it when I was pregnant and in the first few months that Hartford was born. But now that I know my daughter, now that she's a toddler, she's not just like this blob. I I bet you even when she was a newborn, I'd be like, yeah, I'd go back to reality TV. Right. But now that like I, she has a personality, like Mm -hmm. she is a human being. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I would go back to reality TV unless I was, um, in charge of editing. Right. Uh, and what goes out mm-hmm. about her and um i just yeah like i like i have i have respect for for so many people who do put their families on reality tv it's really hard it's really tough it's very fucking hard um it's not for me unless i am like a kardashian that has right. unless you own the company unless i have like a final say yeah. in and who's editing my daughter? I, right. can't, I just can't have some random editor I've never met yeah. just like going through footage and being like, here, where Hartford's crying and throwing a temper tantrum. Right. That's, that's just not the vibe. I think that's very reasonable. But you are, it's so weird because you, you're not on the show, but you're still very much a part of the, the group. It, it, it's, yes. And it's weird when people like come up to me and they're like, I love Vanderpump Rules. I'm like, I'm not on it. Yeah, but you're, <laughs> you're a core part of the history. And I think a part of the reason why it was so successful, like when you backhanded Kristen in that bar, like, oh my God, iconic. no, it's the worst. Iconic. Violence is not the answer. No, it's not. But like on TV, <laughs> sometimes it is. Um, so you're still very much a part of the group. The group is still very much making waves. And honestly, the show is at this weird place where like the show itself is kind of irrelevant, but the castmates are not. Like, and I want to get your take because so much has happened off camera. More has happened in the last couple months with the Vanderpump Rules crew than the entire last season. So 100%. just rattle off your thoughts. Okay. The, and not thoughts. I need your opinion um, exactly on what happened between the rares of rumor that Tom Schwartz and Raquel. That did not happen. Okay. And I, I was listening to your podcast this morning with your husband. And I'm like, that did not happen. Okay, but if it did, what would Katie's reaction be? Um, I think... I honestly don't know because it's so they're, weird. They're it's they're in such a good place, Schwartz and Katie. Like I, what I've been saying when people are like, "How is she?" Right. I'm like, they are divorce couple goals. Yeah. Like they are handling this 
so well. Mm-hmm. Like, if uh, God forbid, no, I wouldn't handle it. No, no if, if so divorce me, burn it to the ground. Yes, that's no. Okay. Yeah, it wouldn't be like that. Okay, Lalon Randall. Like, did you know what is the what? What is that? Just give me the whole spiel. Um, well, no, no one knew anything. We found out on Dumois, you or did. not on Dumois, on um, uh, like an, a fan account, a fan account uh-huh. or something. So everyone was finding out at the same time, and uh, so obviously. No, I, we, me and Bo cut Randall off. You did right when that Team happened. Lala. In, in it, because it wasn't just like a cheating thing. It was, it's way darker. Beyond, and I, I don't, and I can't really speak on it because you know Lala and has Ocean, and yeah. they're they're going through it. But yeah, no. Randall's we at Sheena's baby's birthday. No, but the in all fairness, okay, I drove an hour outside of town to get to it because Bo and I thought it was Saturday. So I had planned. Oh my God, you're kidding. I had planned all of my, like my manicure, my spray tan, like packing for this book tour Uh on Sunday around Summer's birthday party. Oh my God, that is the most annoying thing. I couldn't do anything. And then I was literally almost there when all of a sudden like my blood ran cold and I was like, why hasn't anybody texted me today and been like, what time are you going? I've been there. I've been there. What time are you going? Because normally that's how the texts go. And I just was like quietly just like looking on my phone for the invitation. And I'm like, Bo. And Hartford was screaming the whole entire car ride. (laughs) And I'm like, Bo, um, it's tomorrow. And that was, Saturday was bleak. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure like Bo wanted to kill you. Oh my God, that is so funny. And there was a lot of like, people thought there was like tea there, but there's not. You just missed the party. There truly is not tea there. You just missed the party. Yeah. Um, The last thing I want to talk to you about before you're officially out of my hot seat is you being a COVID bride. Yes. Very difficult group to be in. Um, I've been through worse. Well, that's 100% <laughs> true. But you are married. Yes. Legally. Legally married. Um, it was really important for Bo before I had birth to get married. And so I wanted to respect that. You stand a traditional game. There you go. And so we got married. We actually had a, um, a twofer. So... Katie threw my baby shower and the Taylors were in town. And so I'm like, well, if we're going to get married, the Taylors have to be there. Mm -hmm. So why don't we just do it at my baby shower in the backyard? That is so cute, actually. Or tacky. No, no. I mean, it depends on how you spin it it for sure. But there were like baby shit everywhere. (laughs) You know, it's budget friendly. You had just lost your job. Like you could only afford one party. It's fine. (laughs) Um, But you are getting married like relatively soon. Yeah. Like the big thing in 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 Rome. Yes. Because you went to. I went to a wedding there. Yes. Beautiful venue. Really stunning. Thank you. It's going to be stunning. Um, I got locked into that venue because um, my wedding was supposed to be on Vanderpump Rules. And so when we went wedding scouting, scouting, we had a producer come with us and wherever we chose had to sign off on waivers on all of that and uh once covid rolled around they did not let me out of it so Bo when i were like okay so do we just eat that money right or do we just try and reimagine what this wedding will be off camera off camera cut the guest list to like three people right and um that's what we're doing pretty much and so when your wedding was going to be on Vanderpump Rules I think I know the answer to this question but does production pay for not any, one not one dollar okay this is what they pay for an extra day so the day they paid for the like instead of just getting the venue the day of the wedding uh-huh. they pay for the day before so they can set up lighting and production oh. and all of that so like no nothing, no, nothing that has to you. do with my nothing for me and how many people were going to be at your wedding when you were filming it? A little over like 100, like 120. And now? 
now it's like 35. And Taylor Schrecker is marrying you. Yes. Which is literally the most iconic thing ever. She's such a I queen. Know. I'm so excited. And honestly, even though I think like you really were stellar on the show, but you went through a weird period where you like moved to New York and you thought you were better than everyone. I know. But, and that was like not the best thing for you, but Taylor <laughs> Strecker came out of that, right? You, you met that when you were, you met her when you were here. Yes. So like, when I think about like all of the, like, then that was like the most miserable time <laughs> ever. I literally lived in like a, like 250 square right. apartment with my ex-boyfriend. Who and was so mean. Who was really mean to me yeah. and wouldn't talk to me for like days at a time. Yeah. So I would either call Taylor or I would go to the Mexican restaurant across mm -hmm. the street. Both good options. And call my mom right. or my friends and be like, what, what am I doing? And yeah. I'm such a prideful person that I was like, well, I can't move back now. Like I already made, I made this decision. I made this so public and look at me, I'm here that I was like, I'm going to ride this so hard. Yeah. Mistake. But Taylor who is was a blessing is my closest friend. sister like my my best friend like that that makes it all so, worth it see really everything happens for a reason yeah that was just like so funny um no it wasn't no like as a, <laughs> as a viewer was like what is this what you're doing like things couldn't be going more better for you like ever you're like the queen bee like get back here i know and then i dressed like everyone said that i dressed like you were um, dressing weird yeah what, i know what what do they say like it was like, like grunge this, like the secretary of state's wife, like a senator's <laughs> wife or something. And I'm like, I look back, I'm like, that is so accurate. Yeah, but it was just emblematic of that time in your life. I don't think that's bad. Oh my God. It was iconic too. It was fucking hilarious. I was not thriving. Um, no, not thriving, but you're back out now. New book, everyone. Off with my head. And Stassi's going to join me for the Fast Five because you are a pop culture girly. Oh, yes, I am. What are you into? Well, we were talking about before how, like, you don't watch Bravo anymore, obviously. No, I mean, I watched Vanderpump Rules mm -hmm. to uh, support my friends that are still on it. But um, I haven't... Now, and also, once you have a baby, you get a you don't have time. That's to what just, Jackie like, says. Sit and like watch like all the TV in the world. Mm -hmm. So like, I have to really love what I'm watching, and I feel like I can't just watch like mindless shit anymore. Mm -hmm. If if it's not like inspiring me in some way, I hate myself for no. Just I that. agree. I but, agree. Like, I I just yeah. Um, and are you a Kardashian stan? It's like important before we move forward. I need to know 100%. your take. One hundred percent. Okay, good. I love the Kardashians. Me too. Which Kardashian like do you think you relate to most? Okay, so like it changes. Of course, it changes all the time. I used to think Chloe, um, but uh, and then I went through a phase where I was like, I'm so Courtney. Like mm -hmm. Courtney, Courtney is it? But like. Kim is just like she's it. She's 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 my inspo right now. A hundred percent. I used yeah. to be like a Chloe girly too, and I still am a Chloe. Like hundred percent. Chloe is uh, the they're all. I it's like I hate choosing a favorite because I, I love them all. It's like choosing a favorite child. Yeah, I, I feel like I'd have an easier time doing that. If yeah. I had Who do you think children. your favorite child is? <laughs> Actually, I think I might have an easier time choosing my favorite child. I feel like you're right. 100%. <laughs> um, okay, so Stassi's going to join me for the past five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <laughs> and today's episode is brought to you by Pear Eyewear. Change up your look in a snap. Pear Eyewear's base frame and magnetic top frame combination make it super easy to switch up your style. The base frames start at just $60, including prescription lenses. There are hundreds of top frame designs to choose from, and you can match whichever base frame that you want. There's also have the Pair for a Pair program, so every pair purchased, Pair will provide glasses and vision care for children around the world, which is just wonderful. You can get glasses as unique as you are. One pair, infinite style, starting at just $60. Go to PairEyewear.com, that's P-A-I-R-E-Y-E-W-E-A-R, 
dot com slash toast for 15% off your first purchase. That's 15% off at P-A-I-R-Iwear.com slash toast. Today's episode is also brought to you by Liquid IV. When you push your body too hard or you just feel run down, it's extremely important to stay hydrated. And Liquid IV's one-stick hydration multiplier into 16 ounces of water will hydrate you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. Liquid IV's hydration comes in refreshing flavors like watermelon, lemon-lime, strawberry, pina colada, and more. One stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates you faster and more efficiently than water alone. So if you struggle to drink water because it doesn't taste that good, I agree, and you should try liquid IV. They have five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. They also have three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks, and it's made with premium ingredients that are non-GMO, free of gluten, dairy, and soy. So grab liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code TOAST at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code TOAST at liquidiv.com. Experience better hydration today. Liquidiv.com. That promo code is TOAST for 25% off anything you order. All right, Sassy. Wait, are you can, I just, can I just say? Please. I drink Liquid IV all day. I have it with me. It's Literally, I am a Liquid IV freak. Girly. I, it is, it's, it's everything. And a hangover? Well, I don't get hangovers because I drink so much liquid. A hundred percent. All right, let's dive in to the fast five. I the first story is like not really breaking news, but I wanted to get your take on it because you have uh, met Lisa Vanderpump several times. She's online beefing with Erica Jane right um, now. Yeah, currently because Erica. Did you see that Erica threw out Garcelle's book? Yes. Okay, I did see that. So then Lisa Vanderpump, which is like sad. Don't throw out a book. The cyclic girl, give like it, the like, earth. Just, just like give it to someone. The earth. Like it would have been way more interesting to just be like passing this along. Yep. Yeah. No. And they just could have gone to a better home. Yeah. Agreed. So um, Lisa was asked about it, and Lisa responded, "I thought that was pretty mean. Honestly, maybe Erica didn't understand it. Maybe Garcelle should have sent her a scratch and sniff book or something." So she was being shady. So Erica got shady back and basically said, "Lisa Vanderpump's mouth reeks of garlic, cigarettes, and Chardonnay." So um, I thought that was kind of interesting because, like, I kind of do see that for Lisa Vanderpump. Uh, no, well, she doesn't drink Chardonnay. Oh, that's true. She's a rosé girly. Yeah. So, so you already, already, she's off. That's off. But Lisa Vanderpump does smoke cigarettes. I rarely, like rarely, rarely. So she doesn't smell. No, she doesn't. We smell saw like her cigarettes. in Dubai on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, getting angry and having a cigarette with Ken, and it was like seeing, you know, like a teacher out of school. One hundred percent. Like crazy. I know what you mean. Yeah, totally. Um, have you seen Lisa Vanderpump smoke a cigarette? Um, in the past, yeah. Back when I was smoking cigarettes in 2012. Well, that was another question. <laughs> cigarettes are like a main character on Vanderpump Rules, which is just so weird. Like, you know, why don't you guys just like vape? It, okay, are they still a main character? Well, with some of the guys, yes. Not so much since everyone has had kids. Okay. But like up until recently, like the cigarettes were literally like the plot no i start like I'm, my i'm gonna my this is gonna turn orange the spray <laughs> tan is gonna start sweating into this vest when i think back on like the first like two seasons of vanderpump rules like it's literally just chain, chain smoking. smoking i'm like what the f i can't believe that was what i know it is yeah no Ugh, it's embarrassing it's so crazy like it's just cigarettes it's are so such vintage right maybe it's gonna look like Cool and like you know yes. James Deeney someday. Like how we look back at like Lindsay Lohan's like heroin chic era. Oh my like, gosh, yeah. That's gonna be you guys. It's such a throwback. I agree. It's like so random. Like get a jewel like everyone else. In all fairness, there were no jewels in 2012. That's true. The show has been on for so long. Yeah, it's been an eternity. Um. So what does Lisa Vanderpump's breath smell like? That's what I wanted to ask well, you. Well, I haven't got close enough to smell it. 
that there's that. Do you smell people's breath? Okay, so I happen to have like a nose like a hound and I'm very breath conscious. Like I'm really like S Ben, I'm always like your breath, your breath, your breath. Because like there's two different types of breath, let's be honest. Breath that smells like food, which really doesn't bother me unless you're eating something like really smelly. But if you're just like tasting like your tacos, like that doesn't bother me because you know, it's food. But then it's like breath that's like, I can't really explain it. Like it's like the smell of your insides. But that's not, (laughs) people can't help that. That's like called halitosis. No, no. there is, there is halitosis for sure, but then there's also just poor dental hygiene. Okay. And I think the latter is inexcusable. No! Um, I, like, I at all times, I have like Listerine strips, gum, and I, I'm so breath conscious. Um, and I just wish more people were like that. I get it, but like I have like, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for people that have that problem. Because I feel like it's like a digestive thing it in is. your stomach. And I'm not talking about key- those people. I agree. Like there are medical issues and that is totally not your fault. I'm not talking about that okay if you don't have halitosis and your breath smells like your insides that's unfair that's unfair to us and you know what that's kind of like what I miss about wearing a mask like I didn't have to smell anyone's breath but my own which wasn't pleasant I'm not gonna lie smelling your own breath no matter how good it is is like or you know it was the worst Mm. is like when you wore the same mask for so long and then you had your stick on it when you put it on then you're like you're like does my breath smell like this holy shit I'm one of those people well you know what do you um still have a relationship with Lisa Vanderpump um we we're friendly when we see each other, mm-hmm. but it's not anything really more than that. Now, I don't know what I did to you, but I'll take a Pinot Grigio. I hate Sorry, I've been wanting to say that for like an hour. I Why? Hate, I hate it. Like every, I, I like, I, I don't, I remember the exact moment that I said it and a producer came out after the scene and was like, that's why we needed you back. This was after New York. Right, right, right. And I'm like, for what? And they're like, that, the Pinot Grigio, that was hysterical. I'm like, no, it wasn't. I, I, I genuinely needed a Pinot Grigio and she was my server. Right. And I had no idea. I could I can't see the humor in it. I, I'm like, I'm too in it that I can't see how it's funny. It's so funny. And it was just like so mean. <laughs> like, I don't know what I did to you, but I'll take a Pinot Grigio. Like, it was just so funny because Sheena was just kind of standing there like useless. And she's like staring at you. So you're like, well, I don't know what you want, but I'll take a Pinot Grigio. It was <laughs> you so know, funny. I need to start. I, I need to start embracing this. I need to receive it. I need to own it. I, I need to just like find the joy in it. What's the one line people like quote to you the most? Is that, that it? One. Yeah. That one. Or I am the devil and don't you forget it, which I'm very into. Yeah, I'm proud of that, that one. for you. You're such a like, true crime girly, right? I have always been a true crime girly until it became so popular that it was everywhere. That it became chuggy. That now, but I don't, I wonder if that's why, like, am I just trying to be a contrarian or did I just like, did, did I, did I, did I grow out of it? Grow out of it. Like, do you consider yourself chuggy? Yeah, I think so. I think you're chuggy, but like in a really chic way. That's so nice. Yeah. Because there's something glorious about being chuggy because you're living your, you don't care what people think. You just like the things that make you happy. I totally agree. It's like so easy. But like, if I could be chic while being chuggy, I'm here for it. I mean, like you're wearing a vest. Like that is not chuggy at all. (laughs) It's from Zara. It's like a tuxedo vest. Like, (laughs) do you want to see me wearing that? Like I could never. So you are chuggy, but like with a spin, like with a real, with your own unique flair. I love this yeah can we change my instagram bio yes. to this right chuggy now with chuggy with a flair with a flair chuggy but chic <laughs> chic chuggy like that is totally you um so you can confirm 100 percent her breath doesn't smell like cigarettes chardonnay i totally can confirm that um i don't really believe you because i feel like i could she s- doesn't drink I, chardonnay i just could see and a world she only in which has cigarettes like on rare nights when she's like being like, attacked in dubai like out out yeah. out like you know what i, mean? I don't want i didn't want to be like hammered. have you smoked a cigarette 
with Lisa Vanderpump? Back in the day, yes. Iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, in other groundbreaking news, Kim Kardashian has joined TikTok with her own solo account after, of course, we know she made her debut with Northwest, and then she made her own account a while ago but never posted, and yesterday she posted. And she posted, you know, of course, with Chris Appleton and Mario, like, doing glam, just having fun, being girly girls in the jet. Um, on the jet? On the jet, because she was on her way. She was wearing this blue sequin gown, which she wore to the Kennedy Center on her date with heard. Pete Davidson. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, you know... I inferred that on the jet they were either on their way or leaving the Kennedy Center because she was wearing that blue scoop neck dress, what a which life. was a very, um, very mature dress. I'm not sure it was my favorite. I was giving like Mother of the Bride, but um, she's on TikTok, and I, as like I'm the resident TikTok correspondent okay, so here, I know that you are very into TikTok. So I follow you on TikTok. Do you follow me back? Probably. I don't think so. I, this is the thing about TikToks. Do like the people you follow. It's I like agree. Following doesn't matter. Like I, the people that I follow. I end up not seeing anymore. The notifications are not filtered at all. So I stop. I'm like, I'm like, I shouldn't follow people anymore because then I'm never going to see their videos. Mm-hmm. Also, the TikTok journey that I'm on is um, like um, old vintage <laughs> castles in Scotland. Oh, is or that like you get? Like travel back in time with me to what it would be like as a peasant in the 1600s. Oh, I in get Germany. like, like that's my that's my journey. I get like here's a little brown pill you put in your belly button and you'll literally lose a hundred pounds. That's what I get. <laughs> it's and like honestly, I'm getting dangerously close to purchasing. <laughs> In your belly button? Yeah, and like all How these does it <laughs> hold it in? And like, but you like, put, you that put makes like no a band You put the pill in. That is a lie and a scam. <laughs> that is not real. Don't do it. You put this brown, it looks like a piece of dog kibble in your belly button, and then you slap a band aid over it. No. And overnight, you lose 100 pounds. That. I need to see this TikTok after I'll we're send done. It to you. I need to see this TikTok. I'll send it to you. And then there's all these doctors reacting, basically being like, do not do this. But I don't know. I'm not convinced. <laughs> That's what I got. Do you post on TikTok a lot? Um, n- not as much as I, I, you know, in my brain, I'm always like, I'm going to, I'm going to be a TikTok right. girly. I'm going to do this mm-hmm. and I'm going to post multiple times a day because I guess that's what gets you like, you Views, know, up there yeah. on TikTok. But TikTok is so hard. Full-time job. Like creating TikToks are so hard. I have so much fucking respect These for everybody kids are who like does it. movie editors. I don't understand. But also at the same time, I wrestle with it because I'm like, the thing I love about TikTok is that I don't see uh, celebrities and or well-known people. It's like, again, it's like, here's an Anglo-Saxon home. Right. And this it's is random. where they would make their bread. Yeah. Like, I do people want to see my TikToks? I'm not sure. So I like think maybe they do. it's not. Maybe, like, I just want to be a spectator. A lurker is also great. I spend, like, you know, a, a couple weeks ago, you do the screen time thing, like, where you could see how much screen time you spend on. Um, That's against my will. Like, it tells me on my phone and I ignore it's it. It's so yeah. annoying. So wh- a couple weeks ago, um, collectively in one week, I spent 24 hours on TikTok. Shh. So like a whole day. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Yeah. I'm really mentally ill, honestly. Like it's, <sighs> it's an illness. It really is. I need to get off. And you know, what is your philosophy on having um, your children on social media? Because you've really seen the dark side of it. Yeah. Are so, you going to be a, like a, a helicopter mom? Well, I mean, if you f- see, if you, if you follow me on Instagram, you would see that. Um, I do follow you. I post my daughter a lot. And no, but so, I mean when she grows up. Yeah. So this is not, now that it's kind of like with the reality show thing. At first when she was born, like I had like two weeks where I was like, I'm never posting her. She's mine. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. And then I was like, oh my God, but this is the, so the, special. the most important thing that's ever happened to me. The thing that I love the most, how can I not share this? Fuck it, I'm gonna share it. I've embraced it. And then now, 
that she's a toddler, now I'm like... She's recognizable. Yes. And people... Just the other day, someone came up and asked for a picture with Hartford. Not with me. That's weird. And I'm like, no, my baby's not taking photos with people. And now I'm like, do I back off posting her? Or is it harmless? Because is this just 2022 where where people do post everything? Like, I really see both sides to it mm-hmm. and I can't fucking decide how I feel you'll figure it out at some point at some point but I, I I think more people should think about the other side like I think a lot of people especially a lot of people that I follow are like really out there with their kids and that just like freaks me out I don't I don't I but see we're going in the direction that like we're like everyone's everyone. doing I know. it no, so like will right. will it be weird if she grows up and she isn't on it, will then she be like, you know what I mean? You know, I, I, she's I, like I a freak, the, the class freak. I don't know. No, totally. I think about I'm that gonna, all the time. See, that's the thing. I'm like, I'm going to fuck her up in some way, right. regardless of what decision I make. Mm-hmm. And that is so much pressure. Oh my God, a hundred percent. I could never. <laughs> um, all right, moving on. Happy for Kim Kardashian. Welcome to TikTok. Follow me back. Um, next up, we've got a little selling sunset news. And I just really want an excuse to talk about the worst show on television. Um, but Jason. Is this the worst show on t- So I've never right seen it, Phantom but Pumbles. I thought it was so popular. <laughs> It's so popular, but like if you have Sorry, a brain, I heard that. I heard. if you have a brain cell, like it's so dumb. It's literally dumb. Like I just can't use a different word other than moronic. But people are like quaking because this season started out, you know, Chriselle was dating the boss. Yes. I saw I see all this on social media and Daily Mail. Yeah. Yeah. But so now like and I'm only like two or three episodes into the fifth season and it's really atrocious. Like it's really, really bad. But did you like it in the beginning? Yes, in the beginning and then it isn't all reality all reality shows are like that. They're they're golden in the beginning because so it's true. It's so Fresh. much more real and like everyone no one knows what the fuck they're doing. And nobody has anything to lose. And so no one has anything crazy. to lose. No one has any brands. Mm-hmm. And and then as like the years go by, everyone's too scared to just like be 100%, themselves. 100%. And, and that's when things get a little stale. But so why people are quaking is like, so Chriselle and Jason dated for six months. Um, and then he dropped on her that he didn't want kids. And so now he's getting like a lot of shit for wasting a woman's time. Like I actually think like the meanest thing a man can do is waste like a woman's, you know, fertile good years. Right. So he's getting a lot of shit for like being six months into a relationship and then telling her she didn't want kids. He didn't want kids. Okay. Um, did she ask him before it's a good those it's six such, months? Such like a good if, question. If, if she didn't ask, that's her own fault. We're all responsible for ourselves. Yeah, I can, personal accountability is so important. So like, there needs to be context Agreed. before we go like hating this random dude. But just watching them, like, it's so painful. And the reason why I really don't like the show is because like the villain is Christine. Okay, so I, I did see that she tweeted, um, like, that, like the enjoy show was so all, fake. all the fake storylines, and I'm like oh no I'm like that is like the number one thing, thing. On when you're on a reality show don't do because yeah. you're literally just shooting yourself in the foot and you're gonna so cancel true. your own show it's you're so literally you're true. gonna cancel your own fucking paycheck by tweeting that but having said that like am I on team Christine absolutely so watching the show is like infuriating because it's all the women against Christine and like Christine is not I don't have a reason as to why I'm team Christine. It's just like all these other girls are like losers getting together, like laughing. All they do is talk about Christine all the time. Like someone could have just given birth and they're like, oh my God, did you hear what Christine did? It's like Christine, Christine, Christine. It's so lame. So it's just like, you know, you guys are acting like loser energy. I'm going to be on team Christine. I don't have a good reason. I just am because she's like cooler than you. She is. So watching a show where like the one person you like is so universally hated, it's frustrating. Okay, I get that. Um, wish I'd seen it. Uh, wish it's, I wish I had. No, <laughs> honestly, like you said, like being a mom, you really cannot like spend time watching things that don't serve you. Selling Sunset serves nothing. There is no purpose. Like, do not waste your time. I'm being dead serious. 
I'm just being honest. Okay. I also um, think on reality shows too, this is like a, a theme that happens where all the girls band together and dislike um, one person. One person. And I, it's always interesting how that happens because sometimes, and for the most part, it's based in something that's off camera that they can't talk about. So true. And so then all the women that are friends look like fucking assholes because they're sitting around hating on this person but the truth is is they can't talk about the actual thing that is the reason why they don't like Christi christine quinn so i wonder if it's the same sort of situation reality shows so fucked up right but also <laughs> i think a lot of it is just like when you meet someone like you're not always gonna vibe with them and there are people who you meet who are like there's just something weird about them like you can't put into words but like they're just not your vibe like there's yeah. something intangible about like what's off with them and in a reality show that just comes off as you disliking someone for no reason correct and you're not gonna like everyone exactly which makes things complicated because everybody likes to pit everyone against each other and you're either team this or team that right you can you can you can like everyone and and not have to pick a team just because somebody doesn't like it's a it's not a way to live when you really think about it were you on the amazing race fuck off you were yeah with black hair yeah Tell me about that, because honestly, they asked me and Jackie to audition for it once, and I was like, I would literally rather die. You should totally die, do it. Rather die, like, running around flying coach. But it is like a real-life adventure. Yeah, you, you do. Have you have to, to fly coach. You, you also have to, like, sleep in tents. And, like, in just stand by at the airport. Like, like no. Yeah. I, I'm a, I print my travel documents. I get to the airport early. I have a glass of wine. It's just not for me. Yeah, no. I would never do it now. No, right, of course. Uh, yeah, I don't have what it takes no. at all to do it now. I was 16, mm -hmm. and they did a family edition, and uh -huh. I blame my dad because 100%. I was a minor. So, like, I had 100%. no control over the situation. And did you, like, come close to winning? Not at all. No. Like, we actually lost in New Orleans, like, five before minutes away from my house. Like, <laughs> so there's that. It was That's hilarious. so depressing. Oh my God. Also, that just, it sounds like the worst. There are a lot of reality shows I imagine, like I could do, I couldn't do. I don't think I could ever do Amazing Race. I think I could do maybe like Big Brother because you just have to lay in bed Fuck all day. Fuck that. You just lay that in bed is all day? The, that is actually, I would rather do Amazing Race 365 really? days of, of straight than I, the thought of having cameras on me. 24-7. Mm, 24-7. Except in the is, bathroom. Is like, that is next level. I, I can't. I, really? I I did when we went to Summer House. Oh, I wanted to ask you about that. A couple yeah. times, I put it in our contract. I was like, cameras in our room go off at 10 p.m. Yeah. They go back on at 10 a.m. I'm not on the show. You don't need that from me. Like I, my mental health will start to fully deteriorate mm -hmm. and spiral. I cannot handle that sort of pressure. Like yeah. I need my like alone time to recharge. 100 percent. So scroll yeah. TikTok. Paige was just here and she was saying like Craig also hates it like he will yeah. never come on full-time because it's so disarming it to just truly is and then if like you're having sex i'm seeing two people having sex i'm like this is like porn i would never i no, i can i can barely make out with my husband in front of like a friend it's so I, awkward. I, I don't do that mm -hmm. i can't imagine just no it wouldn't happen we wouldn't have sex for for months if, if that was the case oh i wanted to tell you something a uh, message for Bo. i know it, that if it's negative against the Rams. No, it's not. It's not. Okay. Even though fuck the Rams. Um, <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. Kelly Stafford follows me on Instagram. I take back everything I said. Um, I know that he purchased me a hat and gave it to Taylor Strecker. And Taylor sent and it back. I want to blow up Taylor's spot and let you know I never got the hat. No, I know. Because Taylor sent it back. And What does that mean? I don't know. It was so weird. Like this, but this She came and she was like, oh my God, I forgot it at my house. What an asshole. She, and like she just, you know what? I think she's trying to like keep me and Bob apart. Like for real. <laughs> That's the vibe I'm getting. Um, all right. I have two more stories for you that are brought to you by Modern Fertility. 
We're all supposed to go to the OBGYN once a year for our annual checkups, but checking in with our fertility isn't usually a thing we're ready for until we have kids. And knowledge is power, so you got to know more, and that's why Modern Fertility was created. It's easy and affordable. It's a great way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. You'll mail it in with a prepaid label, and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. Get insights into your hormone levels, your ovarian reserve, a.k.a. how many eggs you have compared to other women your age, and you can get a ton of other important fertility factors. The results will go deep into what every hormone means, and you can talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your your results and your options for next steps. Traditional testing at the doctor can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility gets you the same information at $159, which is a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash toast, you can get $20 off your test. If you want kids today or maybe one day in the future, clinically sound information about your body can help you make the decision that's right for you. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash toast. So that means your test will cost $139 instead of the hundreds of thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. So get that $20 off the fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash toast. That's modernfertility.com slash toast. Speaking of vaginas, Leah Michelle, <laughs> Leah Michelle was so close to Jonathan Groff in Spring Awakening that she showed him her whole vagina. So she is, you know, oversharing. Um, happy for her. So they're doing Spring Awakening. These two met. Jonathan Groff is from Glee. I know him, but he's also the voice of Now That You're a Mom. He's the voice of, um, you know, I'm not which ice the guy with the ice and Let It Go. I mean, in Frozen. Oh, Sven. No, that's the oh. horse. Who's Sven's Are owner? we talking about, are we talking? Kristoff. Oh, he's Kristoff. I think he also might be Sven too. Like, I think he's all of the voices. The, the, ho- the, the horse? The donkey? The donkey? Yeah. What, what is he? Yeah. He's like an ice reindeer. No, yeah, no. I, I watched Frozen of course, twice you know. a day. So. so they are best friends and they met like years ago during Broadway Spring Awakening. And now Spring Awakening is like coming to HBO Max. So like they're doing press and being annoying together. And <laughs> she shared something like, I just feel like I could have. Um, I saw this on, on the everywhere. plane yesterday because I was like, what is Claudia going to ask me about the Fast Five? Right. I need to be like all up on my shit. And I'm like, wow, it's a slow news it's, weekend. There's literally nothing. This week has been dreadful. Yeah, I can't totally. lie. But so here's what she said. Jonathan and I became so close. We were intertwined. Was that it? No. They're, oh, okay. they're really just being lengthy in this article. Um, where does she say? Okay. Sorry. I'm starting again. Jonathan Groff said, Lee and I were given this material where we had to fall in love. But the first thing I felt was they're going to know I'm gay. Fuck. I never had sex with a girl. I'm in the closet. So I'm just going to pretend that I know what I'm doing. I wanted the choreography to tell me what to do and give, them, give, give me the moves to allow me to express myself. And thank God for director Michael Mayer. And then Lee Michelle said, at one point, I literally showed him my whole vagina. And Jonathan says, I can confirm that. Any, sh- any more details or is that? No, that's pretty much it. Just like so unique. Um, I need to know, was it just like pulling my pants down or was it like stirrups? Let's 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 do this. You was know it what? Like- it's so crazy because I feel like most women like have never even looked at their vaginas. Like I don't like to do it. No, but like Jonathan Groff, a gay man, has probably seen more of Leah Michelle's vagina than most women have seen of their own vaginas. This is true. If she did like lay on a table and spread them. But I don't see the point in that and in, in what that that helped with a sex scene. I, like, can, I, I, I literally that that sounds like just like shock. That's so Leah Michelle, right you know, she's um oh, have you been watching The Girl from Plainville? Yes. Is I am. I'm two episodes behind. Me too. Like I have two left. Okay. Don't you think the Glee thing is so weird? Um, I love it because I love this. Re- I love this specific reference. I know. And it. I could really see how like, uh, you know, a very impressionable, 
impressionable, you know, um, unbalanced young girl can watch that show and like want the attention of having your fiance die. Like it's so twisted, but I was living for the, um, the musical numbers. Oh no, totally. I'm, I'm, I'm very into it. Yes. So good. Um, but back to Lee Michelle, she showed Jonathan Groff her vagina and I, um, now I just feel like we should show us all of her vagina so we can really kind of relate to it. Are you a Leah Michelle fan? I feel very conflicted because like if you knew the amount of influence Glee like has and continue had and continues to have on my life, I'm such a gleek. I've seen the show uh, one million times and I really identify with Rachel Berry, like being vocally gifted. We have that in common. And also just like, you know, being really like annoying. I actually really relate to the character because like we're both really annoying and like we're not everyone's cup of tea. Um, and I just, I love the show and I love the songs and I love the singing, but Leah Michelle, um, you know, in real life, I don't know if I would like her that much. Have you met her? Yes, she came on the podcast, and I have to say she was absolutely lovely. Absolutely okay. lovely. But it doesn't discount what other people, you know, their experience. Yeah, been I've with always her. been curious. I just think she's so talented. Beyond. Beyond talented. And, but then you read these things. I know. But also, it's like, you know what? Let's just. She's talented. I know. Let's like what, her for what for yeah. what her what her what her Trait job is. is. She's she's not out here trying to be like Miss. Like, do you know about the conspiracy theory that she can't read? <laughs> do you know about it? Yeah, it's like really big. Um, and I actually asked her about it on the podcast, and she was like really upset about it because she was like, "Wait, like genuinely upset? Somebody she yeah. definitely can't read." Yeah, a hundred. No, like, like we, if you get upset over that accusation you can't read and now I am even going more. to be thinking about this for the next seven days of my life and what's so weird is like we met her in like this apartment building like we we came to her she didn't come to us um and she like because had this she couldn't read street signs <laughs> <laughs> because she had she like had this room reserved for us and it was like this room in her building um that was actually a library and I just thought that was really interesting and kind of um I, I, Bashir um do you Think so, she can read. So this girl, this podcast, and I don't remember the name of the podcast, and I apologize, but these two podcasters like put together this PowerPoint on like why they think she's illiterate. Like over the years, they've seen all these things, and they just think like her and Ryan Murphy are working together. That he, he reads her the scripts, and she memorizes the lines, and she doesn't read her own scripts. And like they have all this footage, videos, her at signings over the years of them really putting together all this proof that they think that she doesn't know how to read. And it was like kind of a joke, but also dead fucking serious and it blew oh, up i'm so shook right it now. blew up I'll, I'll find it and send it to you and it got back to leah michelle and andy actually asked her on watch happens live and she was like not thinking it was funny at all she was like no like i've seen it and like it's like so stupid like me and ryan ryan murphy she was like very defensive me and ryan murphy like working together like why would we ever like oh, la, la, la. No. yeah it's oh, like girl it's no. a joke and you being so defensive it's like oh you actually don't know how to read oh does that mean she's not funny in real life she was i have to say she was wonderful on the podcast and you know a lot of people i will say like who you meet who got famous for one thing they they always hate the thing that made them famous you know yeah sometimes like, i resent the shit out of vanderpump of rules. course <laughs> and for me like when you're so deeply impacted by a show like glee really i was raised on glee i feel very very deeply connected to it she was incredibly kind about it she wasn't being lame she was giving me like all the gossip on glee like she was so happy to talk about it and like indulge me in my fandom so that was very kind of her because i think a lot of people wouldn't do that like a lot of yeah. people just like hate the thing that launched them you know yeah it's because people are scared that that's going to be the only thing they can ever do a hundred percent um okay 
Didn't so find, moral oh, of the story, Leah Michelle came right. Yeah, she showed her vagina. And she, like, I have nothing to say because I don't know like why she would do that. Like, I don't. It, it sounds just like I need to promote something right yeah. now. So and we're talking me, about it. Spring Awakening on HBO Why Max. did I not think to do this over totally. my book? I should have showed okay. somebody my vagina. Wait, I have something better. Let's make some press. What is the craziest thing, like the craziest, juiciest tidbit in the book? Oh, my God. I have no... The thing is, is, I don't know what other people find. We find, find juicy, like celebrity, like. Okay, okay, I can. Okay, I think, based on like what people are writing about right now, mm -hmm. I think the juiciest part. First of all, you didn't read it to prepare for this fucking interview. Bitch, I literally walked in today, and my book was sitting on the counter. It just arrived. Where's my I, early I copy? I sent you a box. It just got here today. Look, it's right there. Oh shit! So that's why I put it on this pedestal, and I started reading it before you sat down. You know, right. I like to read. I would have read it before, but I didn't get um, like an early copy. Okay, I'll say this. I will say this. Um, before uh, we got fired mm -hmm. and all of that went down, Vanderpump Rules was supposed to tra transition into a new show called Val that was going to be called Vanderpump Valley, Valley or Valley whatever. Rules or whatever. And our wedding was going to be the start of that new show. So it was going to oh, be. Oh, because you guys live in Valley Village. I mean, I don't. You don't, but everyone else but does. But a lot of the people do. And so they were going to slowly transition us and have like, a, and, and keep Vanderpump Rules with a whole new cast of people who work at the restaurant. Younger people, like yeah. fresh to sir. Yeah. And then so the rest of us would transition into this. The way that like Vanderpump Rules started, where it was right. like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills yep. and it transitioned into Vanderpump. Valley That's Rules. what we were going to do with my wedding. That That is juicy. That, yeah. Um, so, th so that's not happening. Either uh, obviously, <laughs> um, like half the cast got fired. <laughs> oh my god, that is like such a juicy piece. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. So if you buy my book, you can read, read all about like it. This. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I started reading it. It's very good. It's very honest, and I think it's a good combination of like you being extremely vulnerable, but also like giving the people what they want, like juicy tidbits behind the scenes. Do you do you go through what it's like, like hour to hour, minute to minute, like the day you got canceled? I used to. Yeah. I used to all the time. But like I, I quickly realized that you cannot live like that in order to survive. I mean in the book about getting the chapter oh. on getting canceled. Y yes. You I, give people a play by play. I get full blown play by play every single day what happened. Like I compare it to like the biblical like creation of Earth, except it was like the destru or the, the, the universe. Right. But it was like the destruction of my universe. Yeah. So. That it was. All right, fifth and final story. We got the Real Housewives of New Jersey um, trailer, and it's supposed to be, like, the craziest... The craziest season yet. I know, but, like, it actually has been an amazing season, and I really... I know you don't watch Real Housewives of New Jersey, but I just wanted to bring it up and ask you about your interactions as a Bravo celebrity with mm -hmm. Teresa Giudice, because she is just, like, positively dreadful, awful, the biggest hypocrite you've ever met in your life, like really such a nasty woman. And I've met her in person and she's actually quite lovely. I've never met her. Oh, you haven't? No, I never have. But what is like, what does the Bravo Liberty universe say about her? Um, the thing about the Bravo Liberty universe is that we all want to talk about ourselves. Yeah, so, so true. I, I've never met anyone that's like, let's talk about Teresa. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, it's like everyone is just like so pumped up on their own ego and, and myself included. Mm -hmm. I'm not taking myself out of that. That it's like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. There's no time to to ask questions about other people. Speaking of <laughs> ego, are you friends with Tom Sandoval still? I mean, I, we were never close right. friends. Like, if I see him out someplace, can we sit and like have a conversation? And it's like good to see you. Absolutely, mm -hmm. that's what it's like. But we were never friendly. Friends. But do you guys run into each other quite a lot? Just given like the group, 
Um, not that much. Right. I don't really go out. out. Yeah. My life is not the same mm-hmm. as it used to be. So the only reason that I ever do run into him is if it's like Tom Schwartz's birthday right. or uh, Katie's birthday or something like that. But that's pretty much it. Is Tom going to move out of the house or is Katie? Um, I... I think they're both going to... Oh, they're going to sell the house. I, I, I'm pretty sure that's the plan. I also don't know if she wants me to speak on it. Yeah, that's fair. That's so fair. Like, Do you find, like, this is what I always say to Taylor Strecker, because, like, every time she comes on here, she has, like, had the worst job ever of, like, somehow... She does. I feel so bad for her. Me too, because like, I, know. She, I know she gets a lot of shit for being my friend, and I know she gets a lot of shit for being your yeah. friend too. And she's always, like, the punching bag slash just representative... I know. ...for, like, her friend's drama. I know. And as a member of Vanderpump Rules, do you feel that way a little bit too? Like, anytime you do any sort of press, and I know you haven't done press in a I while. haven't done any so this is my first one I'm right. like oh shit after this I'm like I should probably think about whether people are gonna ask me about uh, Lisa's breath and <laughs> Randall and Lala and but like, like whenever any of them go on Watch Happens Live Andy asks like their opinion on every single cast member so that was my least favorite part of doing mm. reality TV and and when like conversations have arisen where people where people have been like are you open to doing Vanderpump again I'm like I can't imagine going and doing an interview and being asked about Tom, mm-hmm. James, Lala. Raquel, every, every person, and like that being just the only thing that I have to offer. Like yeah. I, I'm just I can't do it. No, that honestly sounds like the worst part. Like I have my own problems. Like I can barely speak for myself, let alone everyone else around me. One hundred percent. So the book is out today. It is off with my head. You can get it everywhere, right? Amazon, ebook, Barnes yes. and Noble, indie bookstores. Off with my head. The definitive basic butch, basic butch, basic. <laughs> <laughs> basic bitch handbook to surviving rock bottom Stassi Schroeder New York Times bestselling author we love to see two New York Times bestselling authors just like sitting on couches chilling here check out the new book it's juicy you guys are gonna love it I'm gonna I'm already on page seven and I got it this morning so that's pretty good <laughs> um, I will be finishing it enjoy Stassi thank you so much for being thank here you. good luck with your book Good luck with motherhood. Good luck with podcasting, with everything. Thank you for being a toaster. And thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And for supplying me with so much content. every So much podcast content every single day. That's what we do. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts anywhere podcasts can be found on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iRadio, CastBox, all the places where we listen to podcasts. Find us Morning Toast. Leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Have an amazing day. We'll see you tomorrow with. Jackie O in studio. That's so impressive.